Before we begin this episode of Cadillac Check, my second act, a big old bear hug to the city of Alpharetta and our partner for years, awesome Alpharetta. Alpharetta named the best city to live in in the entire state of Georgia. The rankings considered factors like cost of living, education, housing, and public schools. To Alpharetta and all Alpharetta residents, congratulations. You are the best city to live in in Georgia. Come play a while and stay a while and find your awesome in awesome Alpharetta. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. It's fall break week for Fulton County Schools, and Donna is in Gatlinburg. Today, we'll revisit an episode from March 21st, 2023, earlier this year during spring break. The episode, Ma'am, Your Flight Was Yesterday, follows Donna and our 19-year-old daughter, Olivia, out of town to Park City, Utah. Charlotte and I were at home, and Charlotte was giving mom updates from back home on how things were going and how I was doing. According to Charlotte, I was a little bossy in the morning, and I let the cats have at it. You decide how we did as you enjoy again or for the first time. Enjoy this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. March 21st, 2023, ma'am, your flight was yesterday. Donna didn't just miss the time. She missed the day it was supposed to take off. We all have our airport nightmare story, and now Donna has hers. Listen now to find out how she made it home. We're back this Thursday with a brand new episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. And congratulations again to our partner, Awesome Alpharetta. Alpharetta named the best city to live in in the entire state of Georgia. Take that, Douglasville. Conyers, Stone Mountain. Johns Creek, Sandy Springs. Top of the line. Hello, hello. I can't hear. Let me see. I can hear. You can or can't? I can't. Can or can't? Look, my Jeffrey Dahmers came back. I don't know. Who's that? I don't know who he is. The kids like that work with me were like, who, who do these glasses look like? Who do they look like? Who can we stitch her with? Jeffrey yep, Dahmer. Yep, I swear. Yep. I can't look at you yet. So I lost them on the ski slope and this person found them and turned them into the lost and found. What, what are those calls? Oh, they weren't much. I mean, they're eight like. Eight below? Eight dollar below? Uh, no. They're caddis. I don't know what that is. Upload day Tuesday, March 21st. Episode three. 50 something. Okay. All right. And we're back. In three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We discuss things you're already talking about with family and friends. Our conversations include current events and pop culture and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Oh, this is going to be right. If you have been listening to the podcast, you know that I went on a big trip with our, uh, let's see, how old is Olivia? Nineteen. A 19-year-old daughter, yeah, Olivia. Yeah. And um, we went to Park City, Utah. We went skiing. We were there for five days. We went snowmobiling. We were supposed to go dog sledding, but there was so much snow. Okay, Park City has had a record amount of snow, like inches and inches and I would I would wake up every day and we had this kind of like condo type villa thing and it looked out I have never seen so much snow in my life like I've seen snow and you've seen ice if you live in Georgia but I'm talking snow that when you would step down it would come up above almost to my shoulder it was insane um but it was absolutely just a magical trip we we had a great time great time we're going to get to that a little bit later however you were in charge here at the house of Charlotte and but you, I mean you do a great job. You're it's right. not like you're in charge. I mean you're just right. doing what you normally do. You're a dad. You're a you're a you know you're doing all this stuff. Right. And 
work, uh, well, working, things like that. Well, yeah. No, I'm talking about as far as like taking care of the house. Sure. Um, so you got the trash cans down. I did. You got one up. One up. One up. One up. And then I had to bring one up. Okay. So, so that, go, that's, that, that point goes to you. No, hang on. Let me. I don't know yeah. we're doing this. All right. So All right. Donna over here to the left. For the recycle can. And then Caddy over here to the right. Okay. So that's one Donna, zero Caddy. Yep. And then let's see. I get a call on what day was it? Was it day one or two? I flew out two. on Sunday, day two, two. Tuesday. Monday. Oh, Monday. Okay. On Monday. I get a text from Charlotte that says Zippy and Ming have gotten into some kind of dust up. Our two cats. Our two cats. Ming is our Siamese cat. Yeah. And mean. Zippy, like, she yeah. is mean. Yeah, and Zippy is our little orange fella. Yeah. Well, who was 14 pounds. Oh my God, he weighs 14 pounds. And they had gotten into a dust up. And so Charlotte was going to pet Zippy and realized that half of his jaw and ear okay, that, were that's missing. Ex- that's extreme. That That is maybe the most extreme description of the actual events I've ever you could ever create. This is on Monday, people. Like this is Hollywood. This is sensationalization. No, whatever this that is word is. Monday, and I am. Uh, I have literally. What did you just say? Half of his jaw and cheekbones. You you sent me a picture. And you're like, this is not good. It's not. It wasn't good, but it was hardly half of his jaw and cheekbones were missing. Okay, what was missing? It was a puncture wound. It was a puncture wound, but it was a bad one. Okay, I'll give you that. But it's hard, hardly half of his jaw was missing. Well, that's what that, that was the text that I got from Charlotte. <sighs> I mean, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, do you want to see? And I'm like, well, because I'm two hours behind you guys. So it's like 7.30 and I'm getting ready to head to dinner. And I'm just trying to stay in my word for 2023, which is peace. And here comes a piece of news that is not going to give me peace. Why? Why? Well, a couple things. Number number one, um, just where's all this blood going and like what's happening? Is there was he, is, no blood. I know, but I didn't know at the time. Is he bleeding? Is he in pain? What's going on? Um, and then number two is Charlotte loves these animals. So she is upset. And number three, you don't so much love these cats, especially this Specifically cat. this one. So are you even going to offer medical assistance at this point? I had to think about it. Okay. So, I looked at him and I said, listen to you, son of a bitch. I will this one time take he you. He didn't attack himself. Right. Okay, uh, but this how, one time will take you to the emergency vet, but this is it. This okay, is your shot. How bizarre was this that we were just talking about? Your friend. My friend Kelly. In Walnut Grove. No, in Watkinsville. Watkinsville. My friend Kelly, who has pygmy goats, and one of them had to have a blood transfusion. And okay. what would you spend? And what would you spend on your what, pet? What's your cap? And so you took Zippy, and I'm thinking, God, what is this going to be? And at the time when y'all had taken Zippy, first of all, I didn't know if you had a cat carrier because we Olivia had taken the cat carrier back. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I just am like, you know. Uh, well, no, go. Do you know enough about this cat? Do you know he's a boy? Do you know he's a girl? Are you going to be able to tell them like what happened? No, because we weren't here. Uh, honestly, are you going to be like, I don't really give a shit about this cat, and they're going to take the cat from you? I don't know. That was not an option, or it would have been we entertained, at the least. In the least. But none of that happened, Donna. We took, we took Zippy, the orange cat Zippy, to the emergency clinic, and it was fantastic. We were in and out in an hour. I thought I was going to be there until 4 a.m., and it was going to be a $4,000 nut. That's, that's what I thought going in, okay? It was how much? About four fifty. Four fifty. We were there an hour. And, and, and the orange cat, what's his name again? Zippy. Zippy's breathing and doing well. He's doing very well. Charlotte did fantastic. Did, uh, did immunizationing him or doing whatever you Immunization. Whatever Immunizing she did with him? all that. Yeah, whatever she did with well, all no, that medicine. She has to give him, you have to give him penicillin every day. Which she did. Are we supposed to be cleaning the puncture wound? I don't no, know anything about no, no, the puncture no, no, wound. No, okay. no, no, no. Follow up with your uh, your PCP in five weeks. He had a cone, and 
I cut uh, it off on the them. The next day, I heard, I get another text the next uh, day. That's Tuesday. So, no, Monday. So then Tuesday. Bad dad. We're, giving, we're going to take another point away from me. Go ahead. Because I, I cut the cone off the cat because it was about to suffocate the cat. Well, then that's a good dad. So you should give yourself okay, a point I'll take back. That point back. One positive one. But okay. you didn't, you know, you didn't explain it. So I get a text from Charlotte that says, Dad's home was zippy, and I got home, and he said that the cone can't stay on him anymore because it was down around his stomach. Correct. That is correct. And, and, and cutting into his skin and his, his liver mm. and heart. And Not he good. was having problems breathing. And so I took it upon myself to rescue the cat, much to my, you know, I, I just, I, I, I jumped right in like a like super cat hero. Save the damn cat. Save the damn cat. So I want a point for that, too. One plus one, up to two. All right, what else? It was a wonderful experience. It was. It was a great experience for an emergency vet. Okay. I was very impressed. It's a place on Old Milton across Avalon. Yes, I know exactly where it is. They were great. Fantastic. Charlotte did great. It was. We 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 were able, Donna, to um, triage. We were, and we Charlotte and I just rocked it and and brought it home. So let's move on. What's after the cat almost dying because it lost half its jaw and cheekbones on day two in a fight with the other cat on day two, which none of that is correct. So I'm telling Olivia the story, and she goes, how? How is this happening? How is this possible? It's only day two, mother. Uh-huh. And then what happened? We just, we went on. Well, I mean, here, what, what was the next bump in the road? I don't think there were any. Oh, really? Why were you expecting bumps in the road? Well, I figured you had a detailed report. I think y'all get into a dust-up one day about her not getting out of bed. You're damn right we did. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing about that. In a recent episode, you just had a conversation about... Uh, comedian Chris Rock. Yes. Was it Chris Rock? Yes. Yeah. And how he, his his daughter was busted drinking on a field trip. And the other parents lawyered up, sued the school because the kids were getting tossed out, getting suspended. And and Chris Rock drove to the, to, to, to the school, met with the principal and said, I want you to expel my daughter. Kick her out. She needs to learn a lesson. It was kind of like Hell Week in a fraternity or in the Army here last week, maybe more like in a fraternity than the Army, but... Um, I do not believe that. What, what does that mean? Hell week. Well, it's when you, it's, you, it's, it's tough. It's a tough week. Tough enough. Why? Because a 17, in this particular story, Donna, is because a 17 year old should be able to set an alarm and, and rise when the alarm goes off and put your feet on the floor, brush your teeth and comb your hair and get dressed and start your day. I don't think that a 17 year old requires a parent, a parental unit to come up the stairs three times. Do you say, are you up, sweetheart? Good morning. Good oh, morning. I don't do it that way. I didn't say you did. I didn't say you did. Uh, day two or three, whatever day it was, I went up at 640, like instructed. Charlotte, good morning, Daddy. It's time to wake up. Come on now. You awake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven o'clock, I went back. Same thing, nothing. I was told, I'm getting up, I'm getting up, I'm getting up, I'm getting up. 715, I go back up for a third time. I did not go back up again. I heard the th- I heard the last time you went up, you were banging on the door. Last at eight fifteen, banging on the wall at eight fifteen. Absolutely, I was banging on the wall. Absolutely, I was. Absolutely, I was at eight fifteen. You are now an hour late, including travel time to get to school. Okay, I've been up here three damn times, and you're still laying in bed. Um, I didn't wake her up the next day either. I didn't wake her up the entire week after that. And you know what, Donna? Guess what happened? She got up. She got up on her own. There you go. What else we got? What else? What else uh, were some hiccups? Well, that wasn't a hiccup. Rest assured, you have gotten on me before when you have 
come out of the bed when I am like in there yelling, like her and I are into a screaming match in the morning because she hasn't gotten a bed. It's not I, the way I want any anyone, adult, right. child, young adult, teenager to start their day. No, me either. But sometimes it's like, you know, and listen, this has been a thing. Like some kids, some of our kids get out of bed. Some don't get out of bed. Will did not get out of bed. Charlotte does not get out of bed. Olivia, for the most part, got out of bed. But they would joke that they could hear when I would come up the stairs. I believe it. Oh, my gosh. On the last run. And they were like. But you shouldn't have to come oh up God. for the first run. I, yeah. You shouldn't come up for a first run. Just my, just my take. Mm-hmm. How, how can you agree with Chris Rock? And I then, say, well, I didn't say I agreed with him. I said it was funny. But I, I mean, I'm not, I don't know that I 100% agree with him or don't I mean, agree with him. Here's mean. Here's mean. That's how he's cat. I mean, just Hello, ruthless buddy. she is. Well, listen, as I told Charlotte at the emergency vet, uh, Ming sent 14 pound, what's the orange cat's name? Zippy. Zippy. Sent 14 pound Zippy to the emergency vet with one pop. Pop. That little thing right there, that little cat, a little Siamese cat named Mean. <laughs> sent a 14 pound tabby to the emer- to the ER, the, the, the animal equivalent of the ER. With one blow. Pop. And you can see the hole. Just turn it. just pop right out. Proud of you for following. No, there's, there's 19 stories as, right here. As we as no, I'm talking about from the I'm talking about from the the, the hiccup the yes. hiccup portion. There was no hiccups, but as us moms like to say, thank you for fathering. We appreciate it's not it. That I don't expect to thank you. I don't expect to thank you, but things went well. We did all right. Tell me about the ski instructor. She was 93. Oh my gosh! So yes, so on day one, um, we when we got there, we had signed up for a half day lesson because. Hey, 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 pause real quick. Are we going to go through each individual day? No. Okay. All right. Just want to no. just, just checking. I, I would love to do that. That's no. the way we're going to do this. I'm just telling you that like from from up the moment you woke up to the moment you went to we bed. We can if you want me to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Like because everyone had said, you know, after after the age of forty, you really should not wear flip flops and you really should not ski because it's not that you can't ski after forty. It's just if you injure yourself. It's going to take a while to recover. And literally one week before I went, my old boss had torn up her knee, had to get cadaver bones and stay in Aspen for a month and a half or require private transportation to come get her because she had torn up her knee so bad. She okay, well, explain private transportation. Well, like a, pli- a, a private plane, a charter, plane, jet, yeah. a charter jet, because she had to keep her knee straight. So that's her. And I'm like, don't tell me that story. Then my sister goes to Vail and with my niece, who two years ago, my niece blew out her ACL skiing and couldn't play soccer for an entire season and had to get it fixed by the doctor of the Hawks. Okay. And then Annette. Who's Dr. Hawk? The, like for the Hawks, the, the professional basketball. Oh, I see. Okay. It was so bad. So then my sister goes this year. And I wish I'd kept the text. But she was trying to, she was doing some sort of mogul jump. Okay. Which she has no business doing. Okay, she's a pretty good skier, but I mean, come on. No, again, nobody over a certain age. And she said she landed it the first time, but nobody saw it. So she had to do it again. Olivia and I howled over that. So she did it again, falls, tears up her knee. Wound up in the ER. She's, no, she didn't go to the ER, but she is back, and she's having an MRI this week by the same doctor. But you didn't fall. I, I fell four times, but I did not break anything for anybody who's listening. And basically, they were minor falls, like where I was looking backwards. One, I skied into a small ravine. Um, let's see. I can't even think. There were, yeah, just three or four small falls. But on the first day, I said to Olivia, because we hadn't skied in a long time, let's get a half-day ski lesson just to bump us up. So that was a whole experience in itself because I thought they just put you in a lesson. But then they have to interrogate you. When's the last time you skied? Tell them. Are you a good skier? Used to be. Um, can you, do you know how to pizza and French fry? Pizza is when you put your skis together, French fries, you got them out. I said, yes. Um, okay, I think you need to go to turn, you need to go to developing turns. I'm like, okay. So then they, you know, interrogate Olivia. 
And they couldn't decide if she was a beginner or she interior. I said, she just needs to come over to the turns, turns thing. So we get over there and there's like seven of us and we have to introduce ourselves and go back through the last time we skied and what we do. I mean, it was just like ridiculous. Like we're in like some Tate, t- what's that thing? Toastmasters thing. Like I'm on skis. Well, they're buying time. How, how, how many hours was the lesson? It was just, it was nine to 12. Wow. Three hours. Yeah. yeah. So her name, uh, Leslie comes out. Her name is Leslie. She is from Maryland. She has retired to Park City with her husband and she was 75. Wow. And I mean, in a Helly Hansen ski outfit, they all had them, the people that taught, but her, I mean, it was just hilarious to see her in this. And she was no nonsense. I mean, no nonsense. And so she went through all the things. And then like for 10 minutes, she's like, let's head to the ski lift. And you, if you've been listening to prior episodes, you know that I had a traumatic experience with the girls on a ski lift. So that's what I have been worrying about the most. I'm here to tell you, I did not fall one time coming off the ski lift. That's fantastic. That Congratulations. fan freaking fantastic. Let's talk about a fall. You, you did have oh one fall. Oh my God. You did have one fall. Massive fall and fail at the airport on the return. Uh-huh. You booked a red eye for your return. Yes. Okay. On uh, you plan to arrive here on Saturday morning, six a.m. Around six a.m. That's what I was told and prepared for. So I was I was taking off at twelve fifty five on the red eye. A.m. A.m. Returning uh, Salt, Salt Lake six a.m. Yes. Salt Lake time because okay. Salt Lake is two hours behind. Right, right. right. So um, Saturday around well Friday because yes Friday night. It, it, see how have, confusing it is. Well, no, it's not though. You see, it's not though. Actually, Friday night I get a call around midnight from you. And you say to me, we've missed the flight. Now, I talked to you on the way to the airport, I believe. I talked to you uh, a couple of times that evening. I said, what do you mean you missed the flight? And you say to me, they are telling me, now they, I would imagine at this point, is the gate agent for the airline, which you flew first uh-huh. class. Not coming home. Okay. Uh, they're telling me I missed the flight because it was yesterday. Yeah. Now, you know what happened here if you're listening to the podcast. Um, I doubt you do. I doubt it's very yes, clear to you. Everybody knows, Don. Everybody no, knows. It's yes. not that clear. Well, it is. See, here's what happens. And here's te- what's happened since text, the beginning of time. Here's your what's text happened. back was so like, not, oh my God, I'm so sorry, sweetie. It's like, it's clear. Because I said, I it's kind of confu- it's it's confusing. It's the, actually not it's confusing. Not, it's, it's not. Here's what happens. You want some of my, since the beginning not, of time. It's not very confusing. Do you want some of my Marriott points? Yeah, so you can have a free a free hotel stay overnight. I thought that was, uh, I didn't get anything back from that. You're welcome. Hang on for me. Hang on. Hang on one second. Since the beginning of time, at the stroke of midnight, a new day begins. Really? The computer's better than you are. So I go in and I go to get my boarding pass, our boarding passes, and it's like... Your plane left yesterday. No, it doesn't say. I just can't find them. And so I go up to the counter and she pulls up. She's like, this is weird. And then she's like, oh, because your flight was yesterday. I'm like, what? Did anyone else in the gate area hear this exchange? Um, By the way... So she was like, then this is how this goes. Because Olivia had to get back. She, she starts back to school at University of Tennessee. Monday, she has like um, midterms. And I needed to get back too. And Salt Lake, I didn't know this. Salt Lake is the second largest Delta hub behind Atlanta. Yes. Um, also found a lot of facts about Salt Lake and Mormons and stuff. But anyway, I, I, I what's that called? Digress. I digress. So I go up to the counter and I'm like, well, what's going to happen? And they're like, well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to put you on the 11 a.m. flight. So that would be nearly 12 hours later. Uh, yeah, 11 a.m. flight out. And guess, this is my favorite part. She goes, and it's going, you're going to go through Detroit. Warren, you, I mean, everybody wants to do that, are you, right? No, but she goes, are you okay with that? I go, who the hell's okay? People were just dying at me. I go, who the hell's okay with going through Detroit? Well, what are my options? If I have other options, I don't know. have an option. So then I look on Southwest just to see if we can get just a one-way ticket. You know, I mean, it's day of booking. 
Right, minutes of minutes of booking actually. And you have to remember too, because we are two hours behind. Even if it takes, if it's a three hour, it's a two and a half hour flight, three hour flight. So even if you take off at twelve, you're really taking off at. Two. I mean, it's just it's right, a right. mess. Well, you got to add in two hours. So you're getting time. home super late. Right. So I'm like, and we booked a red eye white. Because I wanted to get back. Okay. Because that way she would have, she could sleep and then she could go back in the afternoon like she ended up doing. But I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So I, I just sort of like, I, she goes, I'm going to have to put you on this flight or you're not going to have any seats. I'm like, you put me on the one going through Detroit, Amy. Mm. But I could see by the color of her uniform that she was not who I needed to talk to because she simply had on a purple, they were in the purples that day, the purple Delta uniform with a scarf, no um, extra pins. For service and years. Service. And, right. and rank. No ranking, no red. You know, you got to find somebody red. red. Yeah. Maybe a red scarf. It may be a red coat. So I just let her do her thing, you know, because I wanted to make sure at least that I was heading to Detroit at some point. So Olivia says, this is my favorite part. She goes, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're not going to go get a room because we're going to figure this out. So I set, I, I'm, I'm go over there and I look and then there's a flight at 7 a.m. So I go back to the counter. There's no seats, blah, blah, blah. So then I thought, this is what I got to do. I got to get on standby for this flight. She had told me that this flight, the flight I was supposed to be on, was completely full. Okay. But you never believe in people, right? Because you know better, right? So I go back and I said, hey, can we go ahead and check our bags? This is the smartest thing I did. I said, can we go ahead and check our bags for the flight tomorrow? Because I just, I don't want to deal with these. I don't know what I'm doing with the hotel right now. She goes, yeah, yeah, sure. It's no problem. So she sticks the bags on the, on the thing. And she, we have our, um, you know, boarding pass. Mm-hmm. So then I said to Olivia, you have to remember the only flight leaving at this point now is this flight. For the rest of the night morning. For the rest of the night. Although there's people everywhere in the airport. I have questions. If there's anybody that works at the airport, can you stay in the terminal yes. overnight? Okay. Yeah. So... I'm thinking to myself, self, I got to figure this out because this is really, this is really crock of shit. So I get in line, we get in line for security. And here's where I'm thinking it's going to go squirrely because I'm thinking he's going to look at my boarding pass for 11 a.m. You think you should have already been gone? No, because I, I had a, bo- the boarding pass that I now have oh, now I see, I see, see. is for 11 a.m. the next you. day. And I'm thinking he's going to say, what the hell are you doing? You know. I want some Annie M. Well, I'm, I'm getting, I want to go to the Sky Club. Well, the Sky Club's up until 1230 there. But it wasn't. That was a whole other thing. Get over there and those doors are closed. I don't know what those Delta people are doing. I love Delta, but they didn't open that damn right, right. So I get I get up to him and he scans my thing and he says, it's not coming up for some reason. And he's like, hmm. And he goes, but that's you. He looks at my like right, license. Right, and everything. Right. He goes, I'm going to manually push this through. I said, yes, you do that. You know, because that's what you have to do. When you are in a situation where you are clearly in the wrong, you have to empower the people to think that they're right. Okay. All right. I, I, I noted. Yeah, because you're good, basically, you're the hype guy to get that them, person to, to get, get them, you through. To, to get yeah. them hyped up. Yeah. And I said, that's a great idea. You can do that. So then Olivia comes up. And I'm sure it's because they're like, you're not flying out until seven hours later. You know right, what I mean? Right. And he's like, well, you look like who you look like. I said, push she, on through. I said, she sure does, doesn't she? You know, I'm just like right, right. cheering him on. Right, right. Give him affirmation. I'm going to tell you a little side, sorry about of this. Mm-hmm. And I can say this because I've lived in Atlanta my entire life. Had this happened at the Atlanta airport, we wouldn't have gotten three steps in. Correct. This was some, But you shouldn't have in Salt Lake City. Either. This was some sweet little redheaded ginger Mormon child who just was happy as he could be. Right. Just to be doing his job. To be breathing. Just to be breathing. Alive. Just that fresh Salt Lake air. So he pushes both of us through. We go through security. We get through there. We go up to the counter where they're departing. We find, I have to look on the board. Okay. If yeah. anybody's still with me at this point, yeah, I, I promise know, I mean, there's a payoff. I don't know that many are. Well, there's a payoff. I don't know that many are. So we go up and I go to gate 18. I go up to the woman and I said, I got to get on standby on this. 
And she goes, what happened? And I tell her my story because my story is very endearing. You know, it's not just like, I've got to get home early to feed my dog. So I'm like, this is what happened. She goes, oh my God, that happens all the time to sure, people. Sure. She goes, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. I go, I know my daughter's got to get back to college. And I said, you know, I've got a daughter waiting on me and I'm supposed to be home. Yeah, I just, dad like, is just I, had to, well, I had to do it. What I had Staying to do. with her dad. We got to go. Okay. I, she was like, you okay. Respect. You get that man, don't you? She got busy after that. Right, I bet. So she's like, go over to there to the Delta ticket mm. counter over there okay. and get on the standby list. So I go over and I find this red coat man. Okay. And his name is Jimmy Truman, and I'm going to write him a letter. Well, don't write him a letter. Red, Ed, uh, write yeah. Ed Bastian. So I came up, I said, Jimmy, listen, here's the situation. And I told him, he goes, my gosh, mm. I am so sorry to hear that. Yes, I am so sorry to hear that about you. And and we went, and I said, but you can understand how that happened, can't you, Jimmy? And he said, I really can. I can. He, he couldn't. He couldn't. He could. Internally, he's like, God dang, how's this happen? So he goes over and he just starts punching all this stuff on the computer and just punching and punching and punching and punching. And then he has to get on the phone and ask these people, what is it when it's a non-rev standby? And they're like, N double slash double S dollar sign, do, 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 do. And he starts, do, 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 do. And so then he spits out these two things that say standby. Okay. So he sends me back over to my nice gate agent. And I say to her, I got my little passes down on the standby list. I said, what do you think is going to happen here? She goes, there are two people. Have shown up. They have not checked in. And I said to Olivia, we need a Christmas. We need a Christmas miracle. We need a Christmas miracle, and God is going to show up for us, okay? Because God does not yeah. want me to make feel bad. No, no, God's about, concerned that, that you're not flying first class like you did out there. Well, you know, I didn't. I didn't go back first class. Let me just. Well, that's you. what I'm saying. He was. He was. He was concerned about that. So I didn't mention that until the two people that said so they're boarding. They're boarding. You know, boarding, boarding. And you know how I am. Normally with you, I'm like I've got to be the first one on the damn plane. Uh-huh. Well, this time. You don't have choice. It still says last thing boarding. And Olivia said, I think we've got a shot, Mom. I think we got a shot. And they called for these people's names. And I'm thinking, have these people gone? We'll take them out. We'll take them out. And take them out. Chicken in the throat. Like I I told Olivia, I said, scan the entire airport. And if you see, because it was a man and a woman, I said, it looks like the Jaminskis. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken in the throat. Get them some NEMs and tell them that the plane's been delayed. Okay. And then run back up here and let's get on the plane. They didn't show up. Did not show up. I went and and back to Atlanta, you came. But, but I had to sit in a disability seat Well, listen. with this girl who, because mm. it was all night, just decided she's going to sleep on top of me. Mm. It was not first class. So I did say as I was getting on, now, you know, I came first class. And she said, well, I, I, do. I said, do I get like a refund on that? She goes, no, because if you had rebooked this one leg same day, you're actually booking from you're in better shape. Like you're right. you've, you've earned money. Right, because of the calendar. And so then, last part of this, we get off the plane, and I'm thinking, I'm going to have to drive back down to the airport to get these bags that are having to go through Detroit. I want you to know. We go over to the baggage thing, and those bags are going around on the baggage carousel. Make you dizzy, won't it? But somebody in Salt Lake, and again, this would not happen in Atlanta, said, why would these bags, and this is what they said, Jedediah, because they're in Salt Lake City, you know what I mean? Jedediah, why would these bags be on this baggage carousel when their plane doesn't leave for seven hours, for seven hours, and Jedediah said, "These people, they need their bags. Put them on this plane." So your luggage was here, I guess. Is what you're saying? The only thing about the other thing that I want to say from the um, well, we'll, we'll do more stories next episode as well. Yeah, this is the only thing I want to say is that um, Olivia is Grammy, who it, is my mother. It, yes, it cracks passed. me up. Every night when we went out to dinner, when they you know how they come around, they're like, "Do you want a box?" Like, no, 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 because you know you and I are not about no, the leftovers. No, no, no. She's like, yes. And she would be like, Mom, this is perfectly good whatever. Cod. 
No, no, she wouldn't take fish, but like chicken and mashed potatoes. We can eat this the next day. I'm like, I'm okay. All right. Okay. The pictures are, are truly unreal. I mean, just beautiful photographs that you were sending. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Of the entire trip with uh, Olivia, our daughter, who's a, a volunteer at the University of Tennessee. She's back safely. And I think she's going to join us for the Thursday. Probably not this late, but uh, sometime soon. So I got a really funny story at uh, University of Tennessee. Amanda Nicholson is a pot peep. She lives in Jasper. Um, she, she chimed in about the body count thing, Donna. I don't have a response. I'll find it in just a second. Um, she, I thought she, she chimed in about galleries. Well, she chimed in about both. Oh, God. About the body count. Yeah. And I, I believe that she had just one, and she was proud of that, if I recall. That's good. Good that for or her. she just, just laid it out all over town. It was one of the other. She's very sweet, Amanda. Uh, yes. Amanda Elizabeth Jasper, she writes, my husband and I are finally on the tail end of our remodel. We made the trip to Gallery Furniture yesterday, as you always suggest in the podcast. We are in love with the place, selection, prices, and more so the people. We sat and talked to Donna for a very long time, and she was just passing through on her off day. From furniture to politics to gun to grown kids, we covered it all. Oh, and you might or might not have been mentioned. Uh Uh-oh. I can completely see why you and your Donna love Donna so much. Thank you, Amanda, from up from Chester. Absolutely. Made the trip to Gallery Furniture, and I actually reached out to her on the phone and was talking to her to thank her for spending money with Gallery Furniture. And she said that um, there were a couple of pieces that she was just impressed with Donna because, like, Amanda and her husband would pick something out, and Donna said, listen, that's, that's, that's nice, but let me show you this. And it wasn't a price increase. It wasn't a... Yeah. It wasn't Donna making more money. It was Donna really was looking out for them. Or, yeah. Right, right, about whether or not it would look good in the room, whether or not it would fit well in the room. Uh, and Jasper to Gainesville is a... That's, listen, that's not that's a... That's a haul. That's, so my point being... It's, it's worth the drive. It's worth the trip. It's completely Gainesville. worth the trip. And it's everything that we've been saying. And that is that Donna is just like us. Um, she's just great people. And the fact that she's, you know, just running through on her day off, but she's going to stop and take the time and sit with people and help them find their furniture is that's that's the core essence of her. And that's the core essence of gallery furniture. I mean, you know, you're going to go up there and you probably have some things in your mind that you want or you've been looking for. But here's the great thing. Donna and Marilyn and Shane and all of them can help you. And, and again, like you say, Caddy, it's not about like, okay, we're going to like bait and switch you to spend more money. That's not what it's about. It's just for what you're looking for in your room, this might be a better. She may actually, Donna's great about this. She may bring up something that actually she's going to make less money on, that you save more money on. She doesn't care. She wants you to have the right furniture for your place. Uh, furniture for great furniture for every room in your house. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. At Gallery Furniture, the follow on Instagram is at ask for Wolfman Furniture. Gainesville, Georgia, home of Gallery Furniture. Our thanks to Fable Ford for their support of the podcast. Fable Ford, simply different. Come see Cadillac Jack, get you a Ford F-150. What is that little music? That's like a little... A Ford um, uh, Bronco or... What's that? We have seven Broncos on the ground right now. We have six Raptors right now. Wow. We have nearly a million dollars in Raptor inventory. Okay, somebody needs to get them a Raptor. Let me tell you something. These trucks are hot. You drive one. And Fable Ford is the nest. The eggs have hatched. Oh, I love that. That's a new campaign I just came up with. Oh Working on it right gosh, now. You I like love that? that. Like it? It's the nest. Fable Ford is the nest. Raptor nest. It's where all the raptors go. That's where that's where the eggs hatch. FableFordGA.com. Also, Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice. 
and Griffin. And uh, man, thank you for your support to the podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your loyalty. Let's add. Yes, I love ahead. my new earphones, but they hurt my ears. Do they? Well, you can loosen them up. They're 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 just. It's like the uh, elastic uh, on your pants. That my mother used to wear those mm-hmm. Grammy. Those you know that they didn't have draw drawstrings. Hmm. Had the elastic and it was thin, thin at best. Okay. Because I could paint. Didn't Will pants Grammy one time? Um, you did. Oh. No, and then he yes he did when, he was, when little, he was a little boy. Yeah. yeah, and then Olivia pantsed you in front of everyone during uh, the Falcons game. That's okay. Were we at the the Mountain House? Yep, I remember that. I do. Mm-hmm. Laura uh, Cowart Saul, your bits right, and pieces. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not right. saying they're bits and pieces. I'm just saying well, she saw it. They are. Uh, start nowhere from Sam Hunt is your pick. <laughs> For the Hype Song Playlist this episode. Love him. I love Sam Hunt. This is from the album Start Nowhere. It was released in 2022. Very personal record, he says. Um, she on his wife, right? No. He was? Not this song, though. That's well, not the song, but during the, this time, around the time of this project. Well, Okay, yeah, maybe. But this was like about his like roots where he grew up. And of course, it was written by some of my favorite songwriters. Uh, Shane McNally. Josh Osborne and Zach Kroll. Is Shane in there? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it just talks about him growing up. You know, he grew up in um, Georgia. West Georgia. Bremen. Yeah. In, yeah I think Cedartown. 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 Yep. And so it just, it's, it's like a nostalgic look at kind of how he grew up and where he grew up. And, um, I, you know, yes, he had some troubles with that wife of his, but I think, didn't they, weren't they, he had filed for divorce and now they're back together. Correct. He withdrew. Or she withdrew. I, I want to know if there's any pod peeps who are listening who that's happened to. I hear about that happening all the time. And while I was on my three hour flight, I watched this movie with George Clooney and Julia Roberts in it, Ticket to Paradise. And it was about them and how they, they they hated each other and they had gotten divorced. And then the daughter's wedding, they came back together and they ended up getting back together. So, I mean, are there any pop peeps listening who like filed for divorce and then changed their mind? Wouldn't you want to know that? What would I want to, to hear from? But yes, yes, of course. No, mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, no, I thought you, yeah, of course. Yes. 770-464-6024. Text yeah. voicemail line for the podcast. Come straight to my iPhone, 770-464-6024. Tell us your origin story. My what story? Not you. These people, your oh. origin story. Like, how did you meet? What happened? What's the story? What happened? And, and why did you file and, and then, then withdraw? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe it's because your kids. Maybe it's because your mama. Right. Maybe it's because you just fell back into bed together and decided right. that y'all had to be back together. It happens. It yeah. all, all of those scenarios possible. Yep. So that's what I'm adding. All right. Sam Hunt. Start mm-hmm. nowhere. Sam mm-hmm. Hunt. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to add the song that had the most ads at Country Radio this week. That means that um, of all the reporting stations, the stations that carry the most weight because their spins uh, have, have greater power and influence on the chart and how the chart lays out for the week. Reporting stations added this song more than any other for the week. 119 stations went out day one to play Tim McGraw's brand new song called Standing Room Only. The best single day for any country single since uh, June 2022 when Luke Combs released and dropped to country radio, The Kind of Love We Make. Um. Here's a piece of it. This is Standing Room Only, brand new Tim McGraw, my pick for the Hype Song Playlist this episode. Looking up, shaking my fist as a thunder rolls. Now and then on nights like this, I catch a thunderbolt. I want to live a life, live a life like a dollar in the clock on the wall. I think he sounds great. That's very good. I think he's got great message, great lyrics in the song, but I think Tim sounds great. You know, he hasn't he had any music in quite some time. He sounds great. Standing room, only, standing room, only. 
Standing room only, Timber. I love that. At your funeral. On on Spotify. Standing room only at your funeral. This is going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. If anybody can take Morgan Wallen, give give a run at Morgan Wallen. It's not Kenny Chesney. It's not Zach Brown. It's not uh, Lee Bryce. It's certainly not uh, Sam Hunt. Okay. Uh, Fair. (laughs) If anybody can do it. I I don't think that Luke will jump Morgan. I don't think that's possible. I think he's still got a year on the chart. At the top of the chart with uh, one thing at a time. But if anybody can give him a run for his money, it's going to be Luke Combs. Yeah. When his new project drops on uh, on Friday. So you've listened to it, some of it? Uh, some of it, yeah. That's the Luke like, Holmes? Yeah, that's yeah. leaked out? Yeah. Uh, Thursday, next episode, we're going to take a deep dive into a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience where Luke was the guest, Luke Holmes, just last week. A three-hour and four-minute podcast. Luke Holmes, the only guest, for three hours, he and Joe Rogan have conversations. It's fascinating. And we're going to bring some of those conversations to our podcast, Cadillac Jack, my second act, in the next episode. So we are in uh, North Fulton County. We are in Alpharetta, Georgia. We are 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. And uh, we're excited that Alpharetta has been named one of the top 10 best cities in the South. Southern Living just released a list of uh, the South's best for 2023. And the Alpharetta Convention and Visitors Bureau has announced that Alpharetta made the top 10. Not only did Alpharetta make the list, it was revealed, uh, landed in ninth place. So a uh, top 10 placement. I don't, I do not, it does not surprise me at all. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. I was driving home this morning and they're getting set up for the um, farmer's market. And there's just so much going on in our city. And we used to say there's so much going on in our little city. It's not quite so little anymore. However, it is a little big town. It still feels like, like if you come over and if you live here, you'll see people, you know, everywhere you go, if you're out to dinner, if you're at the farmer's market, if you're shopping, whatever you're doing. You see people all the time, people that your kids play ball with or you go to church with. It's just, it has that great small town feel, but we're not missing out on anything. You know how sometimes like when you live in a small town, you're like, got to go to the big city to get some food or to do shopping. Well, not out here. I mean, we have incredible, incredible restaurants where chefs have come from inside the perimeter to open restaurants out here. And the shopping is top notch out here. So you're just not giving up anything. We've got great parks. We've just got it all, truly. Family activities, a lot of families. It's mostly families up here. In North Fulton County and awesome Alpharetta. Um, you know the work that goes into planning a family reunion. If you've ever been the point person for a family Oh, reunion. my gosh. Awesome Alpharetta is offering a free family reunion workshop. If you want to plan an awesome reunion here in Alpharetta, but you don't know where to begin, uh, they're here to help. Awesome Alpharetta. April 15th, 10 to noon, two-hour commitment, Preston Ridge Community Center. This is in Alpharetta. Uh, the family reunion specialist, on is going to help you to uh, to gain insight into the planning process and show how uh, here in Alpharetta we have easy access, mild climate, we have exceptional facilities, and world-class shopping, dining, entertainment, as we tell you every week during this podcast. Yeah, and I mean, with that, you don't even have to, again, you don't have to be from here to host your family reunion here. Who cares, you know? It's just a great place to gather as a group, and you're right. Or if as you, family, yeah. If you have ever put one of those family reunions together, whoa, you got to deal with like Aunt Nellie and Uncle Charles. He drinks too much, and then... Aunt Nellie's not going to be able to drive. She can't see at night, and she doesn't like that restaurant. This did just make it easy, and these people are going to help you put that together. I wonder if they're also going to offer some like therapy because if you've ever been to a family reunion, you need like a therapist. I mean, you need a therapist on staff. Remember that one time we were going? My mother spent so much time planning this one, and on the way there, no, we made that one unfortunately, but one we missed. Someone threw up in Gainesville. Yes, we turned around. We turned around and said we just can't do it. Remember that? Or did we go on? It was a little something different. Oh. Okay. (laughs) 
the you, person you, you borrow a pen, write something down. The person that we had, Charlotte was a baby, so we didn't take her. We were taking Will and Olivia. The person that we had staying behind was Charlotte. We were a little concerned. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, a little shaky. <laughs> a little concerned. But I remember turning around in the Ryan's parking lot yeah. in Gainesville. Yeah. And having to call and, and somebody. So, so that's what happened. We were actually that was what happened. We were a little we went on because it was a big deal, the family reunion. We were a little like not feeling great about the situation at right. home, which, you know, as a mom now, we I probably should have just turned around or whatever. But we, you know, it wasn't like she was in danger. We were just like, uh, you know, I don't know. It'll be fine. And then someone threw up and it was like God telling us to yeah, turn the car sign. around. No yeah. kidding. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, get more details at awesomealpharetta.com, the free family reunion workshop. Plan your reunion right here in Awesome Alpharetta. And we thanked uh, Awesome Alpharetta and the Alpharetta Convention and Visitors Bureau for their support of the podcast. Poppy Benita Parker reached out on the voicemail text line. Writes, I really wish Morgan Wallen sang less alcohol songs. Okay, would you agree, Don, or do you agree or disagree there? I, I do think most of his songs are about drinking or alcohol. But I think it's also about his relationship with alcohol, which is not always good. Um, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, from his perspective, right. it's not always good. A lot of the songs are about him trying to give it up. So I, I write back to Anita and text back to her and I said, Hey, what, what's the difference in Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs, who also has a pretty healthy number of uh, drinking songs. Anita writes back. He's fine because he mixes in awesome ballads and love songs and has a balance of party drinking songs. I know Morgan is writing more uh, from his history, but I pray he finds a balance. My 15 year old daughter loves Morgan Wallen and it is disturbing that all the songs are about alcohol. I understand that. Yeah. If you have a kid who's listening to it, I, I do get that. Something I'm working on here for another pod, Pete. Hey, Caddy, you and Donna have uh, been making me laugh out loud. Love it. Question for you. How much do you think it costs Morgan Wallen to do the concert at Bridgestone Arena? This is the free show for the fans. Oh, yeah. It sold out that Friday night that the album dropped, so three weeks ago, we'll call it. And I wrote back, and I said, uh, very good question. I said, I'll research and have the answer during an upcoming episode of the podcast. I said, rental cost to the venue, including paying all the employees, parking, ticketing, ushers, plus off-duty national police officers, his band, he has to pay. Uh, what else am I missing that are costs he would have incurred? And uh, got a response back. I think that covers it or whatever it costs to live stream, which I heard 1 million people watched. Wow. So the cost of live stream. What else? What are we missing? Did you here? say parking? You did say parking. Uh, well, uh, well, you have to pay for the parking attendance. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a pretty large number. Although it brings in a ton of revenue to the city. Because it was not just people from Nashville who came to the show. Right, right. I mean, it was obviously people from all over. Like, you know, Taylor Swift, it was her weekend to kick off her tour. Yeah, she was in uh, Glendale. Glendale, Arizona. And they said they called it Taylorville because evidently the boost to the economy out there was not just like, I mean, obviously people say, yes, you're going to get a boost from hotel revenue and people eating out and stuff. But it was tangible. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I'll have to find that out too, but it was just an incredible number of people who were coming through there and it was like a really really tangible boost to the economy right. so much so that in every city she's going to they're kind of calling that the taylorville reaction because it's really in the cities that she chose it's boosting the economy like crazy for that time period when she's there and those you know the swifties are there our thanks to executive producers carl appen and hans appen production assistants here in atlanta from steve mitchell and ingo studios in atlanta new episodes on tuesday and thursday Cadillac like jack my second act part of the appen podcast network 